Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Not Mini Adults podcast, Pioneers for Children's Healthcare and Wellbeing. My name is David Cole and I'm one of the co-founders of children's charity Thinking of Oscar um, and I'm delighted that today uh, I am going to be speaking with the other co-founder of um, Thinking of Oscar, who's my wife Hannah Cole. Hello. So we've been talking about doing this podcast for a long time and um, and I know you're going to say that it's my it's been my my dream um, and we but we both are uh, pretty big fans of podcasts and listen to them a lot when we're running and um, commuting and everything else and I guess this has been this has come about um, as a result of the charity um, and us learning lots since we started the charity about children's health and well-being and um, some of the amazing things that people are doing in the world around it um, but also to try and educate ourselves a bit more around what's happening um, who's doing what, where and how and, and whether or not we might be able to you know, look to bring those into uh, any of the hospitals that we're working with to help inspire uh, others to see that you know, things can be done in children's health and we can do more um, as a result of it and also to promote and fly the flag for innovators um, that are challenging the status quo and that are doing different things within children's health. And I guess our hope is that over the course of you know, this podcast, we're going to be speaking with clinicians, with other parents, with, um, with innovators, with technologists, uh, with nurses, with play specialists and, and, and all manner of people. Um, that we, you know, that that we've met along our journey, and hopefully others that have been um, recommended to us. So, um, hopefully, it's going to be a pretty pretty exciting time. Um, I guess to set the scene, the the first thing that we wanted to talk about, um, and to put some context, I guess, around how we got here and why we're doing this, um, is to talk about Oscar, and um, so. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to you. You know, we thinking of Oscar. It, it was founded because of our because of our little boy. But um, maybe you could tell everybody about him and um, and and why he inspired us to do what we're doing. Yeah. So Oscar um, uh, was was our second child. We had Holly, um, and then and. And then Oscar followed along to a couple of years later. He had, was a very strong, bouncy, funny, flirty, rugby-sized chap uh, and became unwell uh, when he was 15 months old, I suppose. Uh, but really nothing very worrying to, in our head, um, but just something that the GPs couldn't get to the bottom of uh, for a period of time. So we ended up getting referred into hospital with him, and even that was really not that worrying. We just knew that that's where the paediatric consultants were, and so that's where we needed to be with him so we could get to the bottom of it. He had been just obviously not feeling himself and had recurrent fevers every now and then quite randomly. So, um, yeah, we, we wanted to help him. Um it's a longer story and uh, you know we talk about Oscar all of the time at home but getting to the reason why Oscar becomes thinking of Oscar things took an incredibly unexpected turn um, in uh, in probably the second week that we were around in hospital he had already been diagnosed with osteomyelitis which is an infection of the bone uh, he became suddenly very unwell and uh, we lost him overnight uh, 
it was an incredible, incredible shock, as you might imagine. Um, there were many months of investigation that followed, and the story that it's been possible to piece together was that it looks like he had contracted rotavirus whilst in hospital. Um, rotavirus is a very common sickness um, bug that young children often get, but these days it's vaccinated against. He was perhaps born a matter of weeks um, too early and so missed out on being eligible for that vaccine. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't be here today and he would. Um, so, so he contracted rotavirus. Very, very rarely that can manifest it somehow into encephalitis. So although rotavirus isn't dangerous, encephalitis, which is a viral inflammation of the brain, is dangerous. And it got hold of his brainstem and that's why we lost him so very quickly. In the immediate aftermath of losing him, we, we decided he was only 16 months old. He'd been running around the hospital uh, chatting with doctors and, uh, and other families alike only 48 hours earlier. So we decided that it was inconceivable that this was the end of his story. And so, as I said, we decided very early on that we were going to create something in his memory and do something worthwhile that represented the subsequent chapters of his life. So I guess, do you see, that's how we got to forming... Thinking Vosca. Yeah, and I guess we um, we didn't really know what it was going to be. Mm. Um, we had a a pretty short experience in hospital um, compared to a lot of the parents that we've met and the people that we've we've spoken to and heard from. Um, you know, he was in there for just under three weeks, but we knew we wanted to do something to support children whilst they were in hospital, and so we. I think we initially came up with, uh, you know, supporting children whilst in hospital care. Um, we knew we wanted it to be something to do with technology, though, because that's our background. So we had met when we were both at IBM. We're interested in tech. That it's, it, you know, the whole application of tech into healthcare is very topical. And we knew we wanted it to be something that was really broad-reaching, although at the beginning nobody knew why it had happened. That meant that it was obviously very unlikely and, and very rare. And there I didn't really feel like there was a point to solving Oscar's particular problem. We wanted to do something that gave us an excuse to talk to anybody. We wanted to be able to solve problems that could happen to any family. Uh, family, And so uh, you know, that, that was one of the things that was driving the breadth of the mission that we determined for the charity. And as you say, it started off being about supporting children and their families whilst they were in hospital care. Um, but we knew we wanted to do that through, say, one of the early initiatives was the Vein Finders, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And that was to do with illuminating veins to take the some of the stress and anxiety out of taking bloods from a child. So a really simple tactical campaign, but it's helped an awful lot of children. Well, and it was very um, pertinent, I guess, for us because, unfortunately, Oscar had a lot of cannulas and blood tests and everything else and and if this had been if if we'd found this piece of technology mm. whilst he's been in hospital or if the hospital had had it mm. it would have made a massive difference to him yeah and i guess to begin with that kind of constructed a lot of our thought process in terms of what we should be doing or what we could be doing because we could only go on the experiences that we that we'd had whilst we were in hospital for that short mm. period i guess very um 
I mean, the first thing to say around it is the support that we had from our friends and family and, you know, community was incredible and remains incredible um, uh, in terms of, you know, fundraising that, that, that we have done or tried to do from the charity perspective. And that has enabled us to do, you know, a, a plethora of projects um, around uh, the UK, um, predominantly in Oxford, because that is our that's our home. Uh, that's where Oscar was being looked after. But we've worked with um, uh, with Manchester, with uh, some London uh, hospitals, including Great Ormond Street, uh, with Leicester, um, and you know, and and we continue to have those conversations as you know as we move forward. Yeah, I mean, we're nearly six years in now, aren't we? Astonishingly, so which I think is probably why we have the capacity to have this type of conversation because I couldn't have spoken like this in the first year or two or three um, but we yeah you're right we've we've evolved during that period of time and we've learned a lot during that time frame and and it has been a deliberate choice to have the breadth as far as the breadth the types of families that we can help but also of the breadth that we wanted to have a uh, England-wide coverage um, because it meant that we could find out about good things that were happening in one trust and then be able to share them across to other trusts and of course really that's still aspirational for us at the minute because it's still early days but I think that was still the right decision. The thing we've always been looking for is ideas right Mm -hmm. so I mean one of the things that we are hoping to achieve by by putting this, by doing this podcast, is to get new ideas, to get new thought process, to to speak to um, the people that are on the front line, as it were, and and tr- trying to understand what are the problems that need solving, and you know, are there solutions somewhere in the world that could could help, or is it something that you know we need to try and help be the catalyst to solve? Mm. Well, maybe it's now a good time for you to talk about. The specifics of what you wanted the podcast to achieve. Yeah, I think um, so. Kind of continuing along that point, the, the way in which we envisage the podcast working is it's going to be a conversation, mm-hmm. um, and um, sometimes it will be me, and sometimes it will be you. I guess it's a good time to talk about why we called it "Not Many Adults." Mm. So the "Not Many Adults" podcast stems from the fact that. Um, and again, this is what we've picked up over the course of the last six years, learning more and more about um, what happens within child health. A lot of medical innovation happens in adults first. And what used to happen and still does happen, you know, to a certain degree is that it then gets scaled down into children. And one of the fundamental things that I think we've learned is that the differences between adults and children is vast. The differences within paediatric spectrum, which is essentially 0 to 18, but can go up to, to, to the, even the ages of 24, the, the physiological differences of those children are vast as well. So the successful innovations have been those that have started with children first and that have come from thinking about how it can work in a paediatric setting. Um, and even then to scale up to into adults, you know, there are people much cleverer than, than, than I that have talked um, a lot about if you can solve something in a paediatric spectrum, putting that into an adult spectrum becomes a lot easier. And I guess that's one of the, you know, that's, that's, that's what we're hoping to do. You know, I'm, 
I'm really excited about some of the conversations that we're that we're hoping to have. You know, just in the first couple of episodes, we've got an, another parent who has taken an experience with his daughter and created a solution to help children experiencing cancer and and uh, giving them more information around what's happening to them whilst they're in hospital. We're talking to Ian Hennessy, who is. One of our clinical advisors works at Older Hay Children's Hospital. Um, you know, he's given where we are in the world um, with COVID nineteen. He's been doing so much in terms of innovation around um, helping the hospital to meet the demands that they that they have, which they which they've not necessarily, you know, they weren't obviously bargaining for. Um, and the hope is, and and you know, the dream is, we've got other people lined up that we can have again some really fascinating conversations with that. You know, we hope we'll we'll inspire others as we move forward. Yeah, I think if I look at our journey so far, the easy part has been raising the money, um, because you can explain Oscar's story and then what we're trying to achieve as a result, which is all to do with um, investing in innovation and technologies which will improve outcomes in child health, and that's a of course there's so many worthwhile mission uh, missions and purposes that people can choose to support around the uh, around the world but it, it this one is understandable so people uh, you know have often chosen to buy into it for which we're grateful the harder part of our job has not been um the fundraising the hardest part of our job has been identifying really interesting projects to invest in and that surprised me i thought there would be loads of stuff for us for us to spend our money on and it was hard to find the money um and you just said a moment ago, the ideas are coming from the children first. I think that's right. But it's so, the kids aren't, it, it has been, hasn't it, really, really tricky to get our arms around projects. And, and we're quite well placed to find them because of our backgrounds. We understand the tech world. We understand how large, complex organisations like hospitals work. So you know it's not a matter. And, we, and we've both been working in innovation for our whole professional lives. So we understand it's not a, a ma- not just a matter of finding something funky and giving it to somebody. You know, we understand that there needs to be a clear clinical need for something to change. And, um, and, and there's a huge amount of complexity around that. Um, but yeah, it, it has been so tricky finding the right projects to support so for me I think you know that that's why I'm excited by the podcast is you know selfishly I'm I'm hoping that it will help us to navigate uh, the paediatric healthcare space um, in England and I just say England because that's what's agreed with the Charities Commission obviously we care about what's happening all around it's just that that's where we have to focus our activities and uh, and I'd like to see us being able to support a wider variety of projects moving forwards. I've a long walk ahead of me. I've a long walk ahead of me. So we've already talked about the vein finder project um, that we did and providing AccuVeins into um, into some hospitals. Can you talk a, a little bit about some of the other things that we've done? Yeah, so the first one that springs to mind are the superhero kits. These were um, packs, little bags that went into hospitals to be distributed by the um, play specialists or nurses directly to children who were 
probably having repeat visits into the hospital. They had a furry friend, which was a little monkey with a mini Thinking of Oscar t-shirt um, to have at their side. And then they could collect numerous wristbands um, that rewarded them for various experiences that they were having. So they might have had one for um, uh, endurance or uh, bravery or other other qualities. Or having a like blood that. test or yeah, yeah. Um, going into a CT you know, machine. So... Uh, magnesium or, yeah. or magnetism, sorry, yeah, those kind of things. Yeah, so. that's right. And we 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 thought long and hard about this particular campaign because it it wasn't necessarily the digital tech focus that we that we were you know the course that we were setting ourselves out on, but it had really come out of a hackathon that we'd probably done the year earlier in conjunction with. Um, it was in conjunction with Oxford University and um, the Innovation Forum. The Innovation Forum, that's right. And uh, where a, a large group of people had been invited down to talk about how can we innovate in in, uh, in the paediatric healthcare space. And the main learning that we took from that day was to do with the empowerment of children. So teams had gone out and done uh, uh, piece, snippets of research. And, and interestingly, even though it was just one day and and just a fragment of the study that you'd want to do um you know at scale the the resounding message that was coming back across the board from families um that they spoke to out and about was if i'm in well actually if i'm in hospital quite a lot of the kids the, the lens they look at it from is different to us and and it far from it being a worrying time a lot of them were having fun i know that's not always the case but so there were some really quite happy stories coming in there but the but in terms of making a difference the story that was coming back was not having much choice and so if you could empower a child in any way then that was positive for them because of course it's not their choice that they're ill they don't get a choice on their treatment but to give them some other choices and involve them in a dialogue um, made a difference to how they felt about themselves and therefore that mattered. So so uh, we distributed those to Oxford and Leicester and Manchester perhaps, I think. Yes, yes that's right. Yeah. Another one that we did completely differently was for the Oxford Vaccine Group who are... Uh, Doing a lot of work at the minute. Really busy at the moment. But we bought a piece of kit for them um, that we refer to as a dishwasher because it helps us understand the, the, the role that it plays within the research process. And it's to do with um, cleansing plates on which tests are undertaken uh, in an automatic fashion so that they can so that the team can get through their tests more rapidly so the bottom line is it accelerates the rate at which they're able to produce their research and that mattered um, although all of the work that we do is evaluated against the objectives it, the ones that um, stick to our mind are often the ones that would have made a difference for Oscar and of course if a rotavirus vaccine had been available a very short period of time sooner then um, then uh, he would still be here today so we it was a very small thing that we were able to do for that group and and therefore it meant a lot to us i think ultimately the projects that we really want to get into are um are, are the are quite strategic where you go wouldn't it be amazing if you could accelerate the diagnosis for a child wouldn't it be amazing if you could do something that means they get well and they get out of hospital sooner and if that means that um, a, the trajectory of life is changed for one other family then thinking of Oscar will have done a good job
Absolutely. And I think, um, so I think that pretty much sums up, um, you know, why we are doing, why we do what we do and why we're trying to um, do this podcast as well. Um, we're by no means pros, as I'm sure people will realise as we, as we go along on this uh, journey. But, you know, we are really looking forward to the conversations that we're going to be having and to learning more um, uh, as we go about it and, and hope that, you know, you as the listeners will get a lot from it as well. We, we've been inspired by a lot of people along this journey. Um, obviously, Oscar is our number one inspiration and our three other amazing children are, are the other. But um, we, you know, we, we, we read a lot and we listen a lot to, to other podcasts. Um, uh, I think someone that I can now call a friend, uh, a guy called Jeremy Waite, uh, has a podcast called 10 Words. I think we've both listened to every episode that he's recorded but at the beginning of that um, journey with his podcast he he said a statement that you can change the world just by sharing your story and I think that really sums up what we're trying to do um, by sharing the stories of these you know innovators and clinicians and, and everybody else that we're going to have on here and uh, and I hope everybody feels the same way around that um, and you know the the podcast that I think we're all that we're both glued to at the minute is Brené Brown, who again has been someone that we found out about on Jeremy's podcast, and and is someone that we we go to now for for inspiration. And if we can be, you know, even as half as uh, coherent as she is on her podcasts, and mm. um, uh, you know the some of the messages that she gets across, I think are just wonderful. So. We really hope you um, that is listening, you know, get as much out of these podcasts as we do. Before we close, there's a couple of thank yous that we want to say. Firstly, I want to say a massive thank you to our friend, our, our lovely, lovely friend, Lisa Fitzgibbon, um, who has donated some music, which is the music that you're going to hear um, at the beginning and the end of all of our podcasts. The track is called Mountains. Her, her and her um, husband, Lee, lived in the village and, and they were one of the first people to look after us when, when Oscar died. And... Um, so we're so grateful to her. Um, I also found an amazing uh, company online uh, called the Post Podcast Design Experts um, and a chap called uh, Jordanus. Um, thank you to him and his team for producing the artwork for this podcast as well. Um, they did it in super speedy time. Uh, actually, it was our daughter Holly that came up with the concept and they... Um, they drew it up and, and, and produced it absolutely perfectly. She was really chuffed with it, um, as are we. So thank you guys um, for those. So we're really looking forward to all the conversations that we're going to have during during this podcast. We don't know where it's going to go. That's quite exciting. Um, we're going to ask everybody that we have on who else we should we should be talking to. If anyone's listening now and they, um, they've got someone that they think that we should be talking to, then please email us or tweet us or or get hold of us um, all the uh, details will be in the show notes for each of the shows um, and thank you for listening and we look forward to being with you on this journey <laughs>